This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. My guest is Maxine Ruel from Quebec, Canada. Max was a construction worker who was electrocuted on the job. This led to extreme chronic pain that put him out of work. He eventually became homeless. After trying several medications, he discovered Kratom, which he says saved his life. This is Maxime Ruel, and this is his Kratom story. So okay. you live in a cabin in Quebec what, with no electricity. How, how do you charge your phone? Oh, I plug it in or my car. Or your computer. <laughs> in your car. Yeah, that, that, works, that works the best. I mean, uh, other than that, I have a small uh, wood stove, and uh, I get by. I mean, how cold is it up there now? It must be pretty cold. Oh, man, it's like, uh, yeah, it's cold. There's uh, wind, and it's there's about a foot of snow on the ground. How did you get to live out there? Do you do you have some land up there? Oh, that's like uh, an alternative to being homeless for me, actually. Uh, I uh, I couldn't afford, like, the, the treatments I was doing for pain. Yeah, and uh, and so I opted out of my uh, my room share, and uh, and I came to the cabin. Uh, it's a family cabin, so oh, okay. I'm saving some money here and uh, traveling all the way to Ontario like once a month to get uh, ketamine infusions done. All right, well, let's go through your story. Um, you were working as a carpenter and you got electrocuted. Is that right? Yeah, I was doing uh, I was doing a plywood on the floor. I was replacing this uh, this rod and plywood on a on a porch, and uh, I was bending over, and this uh, this wire was sticking out of the wall, and so as I put a knee on the ground, my the side of my head touched the the live wire. Oh damn! So that that was quite something. I always imagined what it would feel like to get. I can't imagine what it would feel like to get electrocuted. What would happen like? What, what did it's, you feel? Uh, was it painful? Yeah, it was. It's beyond pain. It was. It was overriding. I would say it. It instantly overrided like my consciousness, uh, or any um, <laughs> any ability to to remember that uh, I'm a human being, or that I'm doing something at this place. It's like no no memories. Wow. No, uh, it was very intense, but it was uh, it was all that there is, all that there ever was, was this blue flash of pure intensity. Because it touched the side of my head, so for about three seconds, and it felt like like a million years, you know. Wow. It's really special, like. Uh, some people say when they smoke DMT, they, they go into another world yeah. uh, completely and they forget who they are. They forget they could take a drug or anything like that. And I could say that's, I have the same words to describe the uh, the experience. You know, the brain acts on ele- electrical impulses and that, and being electrocuted right with that thing against your head must, I, I can't believe you came out of that alive. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's like a miracle. Like people don't usually walk walk out of these things, or if they do, they like they they can't speak or they 
they're badly injured. So yeah, it's kind of a, and you know, not only that, but like this very porch where it happened, like the, the real miracle, the way I see it was that this little girl was playing by the, the porch for like a week just before we, we got there to replace the floor. So, uh, but the, I saw her that she was playing at that very spot. Uh, and so she could have gotten like 10 times, you know, by the time we, we got there. Wow. The live, yeah, it was. So I instantly when I came back at this and I realized what happened, I was like, man, that's a real miracle. And so I, I just, I was pretty happy about it, actually. I was like, well, looks like I survived. And there's like two miracles here today, you know, so that's crazy. but I didn't know I was insured and the the consequences of uh, an electrocution uh, an electrocution like that it often happens uh, with a delay. So in the weeks or months following that, then started to you know have pain and insomnia and, and sensory loss also, like uh, not feeling time. I don't feel things quite as good with my fingers. When did this happen? This was uh, four years ago, so oh, wow. in 2016. Yeah. So, like, okay, so you said weeks later you just started feeling pain. Because oh. I was wondering if you might have gotten shocked and you're up on a roof and you fell and you also had pain, but it was just from the shock that it, it, it whatever, however your brain responded uh, part of it was yeah. feeling pain. Well, it's what it does. It's like uh, if you think of the of nerves and the nervous system as like uh, the brain would be a computer, and the the nerves could be like wires running down our body. And so, when too much electricity goes through this, uh, the electricity is going to try to go through the nerves because that's where uh, electric impulses is going to to be easier. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it does. So, they can, but like, what it does, they conduct it, the nerves are conductors. In other words, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's like a, an insulation layer uh, around the nerves called the myelin. And when this myelin fatty substance that coats the the nerve, uh, when it dissolves, when it gets damaged by too much impulse, it uh, it doesn't grow back the same way, and so that will bring like some damage, but with a delay between the, the accident and the symptoms. It's very akin to uh, complex regional pain syndrome. That's not why I have, but it's, it's pretty much the same in that the, the nervous system is uh, degrading by too much uh, constant stimulation. What's, what is your pain like? Like, what does it feel like? Is it just like, uh, uh, tensing of the muscles. It's uh, like an arching pain. Um, I come. I can compare it to growing pains. Mm -hmm. uh, when I yeah. grew up, I had growing pains in my legs. Yes, it was, it was like arching. You know, were you having that like all the time, or would it come in uh, spurts? It's worse at night, uh, yeah. and it does wake me up in the morning uh, or during the night as well, uh, but. Like if I don't, like before I had Kratom, uh, I tried many medications and none of them work. So for like uh, a year and a half, I I was having this, 
intense pain, but without any way to, to tone it down. And it was pretty constant. Uh, mm-hmm. It still is, but now I do have Kratom as a pain management tool. And so that gives me like uh, four to five hours uh, of pretty good relief, like between, you know, I would say between 50 and 80% relief for about four hours. So, um, so those are the, those are the breaks I get from, from the pain, but otherwise it's, yeah. it's pretty constant. What, what, what medications more. did you try before, uh, you found Kratom? Uh, I tried tricyclic, uh, tricyclic antidepressants. I tried three of them. So that's like, uh, amitriptyline, uh, nortriptyline, um, the duloxetine was another one. Uh, I tried uh, pregabalin or Lyrica, um, and uh, the cipramine also. Uh, so, how do all these make you feel? And and or are any of these opiates? Uh, no, they are uh, okay. antidepressants that yeah. uh, sometimes work on neuropathic pain. So uh, they'll give it to people that have neuropathic pain for diabetes. Um, and so because the, my pain is neuropathic, then they thought maybe this would help. And I didn't want any opiates. But also mm. in Canada, the, it, it's very hard to get prescribed opiates, like uh, especially at my age. And on top of that, I told them, like, I'm not going to. I'm going to be dead in two years if I start those because I'm in too much pain and this is going to be forever. So if I start taking those, uh, I'm, I fear for my life, you know? So, yeah. So we decided to go uh, the route. What is, like, what is on, your age? Uh, I'm 34. Oh, okay. I know, I know what happens with opioids most yeah. of the time, like uh, for chronic pain conditions that, that you know is going to last the rest of your life. Like you'll have to take this opioid for the rest of your life. Yeah. And uh, tolerance, you know, and people, because I read a lot online and people at some point, they always say like, or often, they often will say, all right, I started taking this, but then it wasn't enough. And then my doctor doesn't want to give me more. Or if he did, then I got used to that much more amount of uh, opioid in my, in my system. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, after a few years, sometimes people, they'll tell, they'll say that, uh, it's not sustainable as a way to, to manage their pain. And then they turn to Kratom. So, yeah, you know, I thought might as well go on Kratom right away. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go the, the opioid route. Um, plus it's, uh, I, I guess I was fearing for addiction uh for lack of efficacy in the long run like i know that there can be really useful you know if you get surgery i want morphine you know Uh, yeah yeah but other than that i would i tried to not take the big guns you know if you don't have to how did you become homeless is was the pain so bad you couldn't work anymore yeah yeah it uh it has it had a pretty big impact on my life you know Uh, i I moved away, I lost my house, I, uh, everything, you know, changed. I had to withdraw onto myself and get, get help. You know, I kept a few friends, like a couple, um, came closer to my family and 
you know, I've been I've been doing some volunteering around, but for for a while, I would say before I had Kratom, um, it was really hard to to picture myself living in the future. Like uh, I was getting really suicidal, and um, that's like one of the reasons I'll always say it. Like Kratom saved my life because if you you can't live your life like always being in pain, not able to to sustain your own cost of living. And, and suffering on top of that, it's not going to work for everybody. It surely wasn't working for me. But as soon as I got some relief from the Kratom, like within three weeks, I moved out. Uh, I was living in, in a field in a, some shady uh, farmer that <laughs> let me stay in this, in this field. Yeah. And um, uh, I was living in my car sometimes. But yep. And within three weeks, I was like, all right, I think I'm good. I, uh, I had the energy to start looking for roommates. I found some people that didn't know me or anything, uh, but it was uh, in a bigger city. So I tried that. Uh, a couple of weeks after I moved in, I started doing uh, volunteering for the food bank. Yeah. And, um, you know, two months later, I was like fully active, uh, doing as much as I could. You know, I, I was doing very small shifts, but every day I would go. I would go there, do some some a few hours of, uh, of volunteering at the food bank, and and then COVID hit. Uh, with the COVID thing, after a few months of that, I was like, "All right, I'll go back in the cabin." I think, um, but but I found a better cabin, and um, but yeah, so I I took kratom like as my solely uh, as my only way to relieve pain for about six months. When did you first discover it? Like. How long ago was that? I knew about Kratom for like over 10 years, but you know, I've always been curious about plant medicines and these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, you know, it's probably not going to be very strong. And also I thought because my pain was neuropathic and that I read that uh, like morphine and opioids in general work on the nociceptive pain. I thought yeah. these were like two kind of pains very different so i thought i'm not gonna go do morphine to relieve or you know anything like that to relieve uh, neuropathic pain uh but i was wrong about that because like very small amount of kratom like takes care of it uh, really well but yeah so i didn't consider taking kratom that's why I, I spent like a year and a half trying five different medications that all made me sick one after the other and um, and at the end, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done with these pills. Um, I'm going to give Kratom a shot, you know, um, or uh, or I'm going to end it. But I thought, let's let's try Kratom first. And so, yeah, it really did save my life. That's this awesome. was uh, one year ago, exactly. One year ago. Okay. That's awesome. That is great. So what about what about ketamine infusion? So I remember ketamine as Special K in the 90s, uh, raves. What is ketamine and like what does it do for you? So ketamine is a very old, it's the most widely used uh, anesthetic in the world. Uh, they use it in war zones, in emergency situations. They will use it with kids. Uh, it's preferable to opioids because it doesn't depress respiration. Um, so yeah. it doesn't, you can't overdose from it in, in a way like that Kratom, you went from the, the other K thing. Kratom doesn't yeah, repress. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the two Ks, they don't kill. 
So it's, a, it's an NMDA receptor antagonist. The way it works is that it shuts down uh, communication between certain parts of the brain uh, by shutting down the main uh, excitatory uh, neurotransmitter in the brain, which is glutamate. When too much pain uh, is felt for an extended period of time, um, it leads to neurons death and they die because they're overstimulated. Uh, the, the glutaminergic neurons are overstimulated for too long. And so it's like if you leave the, the switch on, it's like if you try to, to plug way too many Christmas lights on a small, cheap extension cord. <laughs> so at some point, the extension cord is going to eat up and it's going to melt. And when it melts like that, and it's going to do spark and it's going to get worse. Yeah. So what ketamine does is that it unplugs that whole chain of Christmas lights. And it lets your body during that time, what your brain does is with the BDNF and GDNF uh, that are released in your brain, it reorganizes itself. And it does that really quickly. Um, within a few hours, the pain is like absolutely gone. It's pretty much instant, but you, you feel like a buzz. But when that buzz goes away, they, they leave you leave the clinic and you walk out the clinic feeling like like you never heard it before in your life. It's it's very and wow. feels very clear headed too. They inject it? Is it IV? Yeah, it's, a slow, yeah. it's a slow IV infusion. So they'll push the the same amount. Uh, it's very constant, the rate of delivery. And so that's for um that's for like three hours about the minor for three hours, but the, the, the depression, uh, the depression protocol calls for one hour. So roughly the protocols for pain are about three times the dose and three times the, the amount of time that you, you have this infusion and it's going to be repeated every like, uh, four to eight weeks. You must've done a lot of research into how the brain works. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah, like, yeah. There's not much information on this. And, uh, you know, I really wanted to know what happens with me and how yeah. can I, what can I do, you know, because it's, there is, there isn't many research done on it. And, um, and there's only one hospital that, uh, that will treat like, um, people that got, uh, an electrical injury. And uh, it's uh, it's not available to to everybody that that would need it. So, yeah. so I really had to to become my own uh, researcher, my own doctor, if you will. Um, and I had to convince my doctors that, that that this treatment was right. So I did a lot of research on it, and I had to find a second opinions to to make him feel secure uh, to refer me. Uh, and he already knew that I take kratom. Uh, yeah, so I was going to ask, that's one of my general questions is, do you have a doctor that you can talk to about Kratom and what do they say? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I got a family doctor uh, about one year after the, the injury. And uh, so he's willing to work with me and uh, I'm, I'm totally honest with him. Um, <laughs> I, I told him like there's a few natural things maybe I would like to try, but uh, I'm coming to you because like uh I, I don't know what to do and he said well let, let's start with the pills and then you know if they don't work uh you're still 
you'll still be able to to go your natural route or anything you want. Uh, That's good. So I was like, okay. So I spent one year and a half trying medication with him, and the last one made me so sick. Um, I was just nosy. I had nausea like all day, every day during the night. I would wake up like feeling like I would throw up on myself while sleeping. Oh man. So, it was bad. That was a uh, Cymbalta. That was the worst. So when I finished Cymbalta, I was like, look, uh, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm never going to take those pills again. And, um, and so I walked out of his office, but like two months later, he saw me again and I told him, I have some news for you. Uh, I take Kratom and it helps me a lot. So I want to talk to you about it. And he's like, you don't have to convince me. I can see right away you're doing much better. I look like shit and you know like uh, begging for money or something you would have seen like okay maybe that that's not so good for you but <laughs> the, the difference was so clear you know before and after when you're in pain and when you're not uh, there's a big difference in mood uh, it shows in your face you know it's everything's different is kratom legal in canada absolutely it's not legal for uh you can't sell it uh and tell people to use it uh, but i think as we do you know the, the these things we talk about it you know and uh, that's why i respect you so much because we need like public speakers we need to hear this you know in the news in the medias over internet you know and social medias we have to we have to talk about it we have to to write uh, letters to our officials you know it needs to we need to make to make some noise because this can help like so many people, you know, this, it saved my life. So I'm always going to be repeating that, you know, uh, whether people like it or not, you know, we, we have to, to let people know that there is an alternative to opioids and, and pain and depression, you know. Is there a different attitude in general in Canada than from the United States with the type of drug use that doesn't promote, you know, antisocial behavior like Kratom, marijuana, a little bit of beer, maybe, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, you know, we legalized weed, even for rec uh, purpose, recently. Nationally, yeah. And it went pretty well. Like, I, only a few people were like, oh, maybe that's not so good. But mostly, like, people were ready. There were no uh, big discussion about it uh most people were happy yeah. and relieved that finally they would you know uh be smart about it and, and change that law and uh they don't regret it like everybody's happy that that we is legal now uh it does generate revenues huge companies are are here you know because of that so uh and i think any i think the natural substances i don't know about the difference between Canada and the US but I think our our society the both of us I think um, are getting more open to natural alternative because yeah. it's natural and sometimes you'll hear something like uh, synthetic weed uh, you know spice k2 this kind of thing uh, but when you tell people look it's a uh, it's in the coffee tree family that's just a plant that's the leaf from a, a tree and it's grounded up and that's all there is uh and you can't die you can't overdose on it so that's that's usually the way i tell people about it 
and uh, I never really had any real pushback. Like some people would say, but yeah, but is it addictive, you know, or does it make you, uh, does it slow down your reflexes or like people are curious, but I think people are ready to, to hear more about the, the good alternatives to, to bad the pharmaceutical drugs we have. Um, yeah. I think there's more of that than opposition to, uh, to a new thing. How do you, uh, do you do a toss and wash or do you drink it as a tea? How do you prepare it? Oh man, I tried the toss and wash once and I almost died. Yeah, no, I just, uh, swish it with some, um, I just mix it up in a cup and drink it, uh, more often with just water. But, um, if I have time ahead, uh, I'll maybe do a tea just for drop hot water over it and yeah. wait till it cools down. Uh, I didn't find much difference in effects like between, you know, between a high dose and a low dose or between making tea or or like toss and wash or mix and wash or any of those things like uh, I don't I don't feel much difference at all. Even between strains, it's pretty much like with me too, pain relief. Yeah. That's it. But a lot of people say less is more. You can taper down and still do like two teaspoons a day and get the same effects. I started, uh, when I started, I would take about uh, 30 grams per day. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a lot. I was hurting. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. but I just realized it wasn't necessary. So I tapered back down to like 15 grams. Yeah. And then um, since I started ketamine infusions, like uh, I take a, always a, a few days uh, with no kratom at all because I don't hurt at all for like uh, close to a week. And then after that, uh, I'll start slowly. So I would say my average now is about eight grams per day. The, the effect of those uh, of kratom is so, so low compared to uh, like morphine or even like ADHD meds. Like a lot of people take Kratom for, um, to be able to focus. And, and I still think that even for those people, uh, Kratom would be oftentimes a mayor, a better choice, uh, than Ritalin or Adderall would be. With pure pe caffeine, you would die sooner than with uh, pure mitragyny, <laughs> which is oh yeah, for why sure. we should treat this thing as more of like a coffee tea type of thing, and and not as a uh, you know drug that's as dangerous as uh, fentanyl or some of these uh, approved drugs by the pharmaceutical companies that are much more damaging. But have you ever had any bad side effects with kratom? Not at all. I yeah. never had one side effect, not whatsoever. I I can't believe it. Actually, I was like, am I not supposed to feel bad at some point if I feel good from something? <laughs> but no, nothing. Do you have uh, preferred uh, strains or different kinds of kratom or extracts or anything like that? I never tried extracts. I tried making a batch of extracts uh, myself. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, I was, um, it was hard. In the beginning, I had to, I had to look for the effect of Kratom because I think I was expecting a buzz of some kind. And, um, yeah. and that's why I kept taking more, but it never happened. Like I never had, uh, maybe euphoria a little bit, but 
I was looking for an opiate, uh, opioid type of buzz, and I've never tried opioids, so it was hard for me to pinpoint what that was. Um, and I stopped doing it because I was like, well, if I just take four grams, my pain is mostly gone. Uh, and if I take 25 grams, which I did, um, my pain is gone and nothing more happens, you know, <laughs> it just, it just were, uh, you have more sludge to the drink. So, yeah. or I stopped doing it. There was no point into it. Doesn't have like for me. I don't see at all how I could abuse this thing because. <laughs> what did you do doesn't... to to uh, decrease your dose? Because a lot of people build up a tolerance, and uh, you know some people uh, take a break four days out of the month. Or what did you what did you do to decrease your uh, dose? Well, I wanted to reduce my dose from 30 to 15 in, in two weeks. So I took uh, every day I would take one gram less than the day before. So after two weeks, uh, I was down to 15. That's it. And I didn't feel I didn't feel that I was taking less. So uh, after the two weeks, I was down at 15. I was feeling the exact same pain relief, uh, the exact same way. Uh, than I did when I was at 30 grams per day. So I was like, all right, maybe that's maybe I can still go lower, you know. And I found that uh, there's like a minimum, but I was able to to go down to like 10 grams per day and yeah. still feel the same amount of pain relief. But then when I start to take doses below two and a half grams, they they don't work as long they sometimes they don't work at all yeah so so but i i don't know maybe it's my like tolerance is is there but i what i found is like if you go high too quick uh maybe you'll have some extra pain relief yeah if you go down to too quick maybe you'll have some withdrawal symptoms but if you just do it like you know give yourself like one or two weeks to reach your next uh those desired those like especially when you want to go down you just say all right i'm gonna do you know monday i'll take uh, 10 grams for those then tuesday i'll take eight um uh, you know and keep that up for a couple of days and then i'll do six grams and then and so you can go down to to a smaller dose you know uh, within a week uh no problem but you know, everybody is different. Some people mm. need like a month maybe to do that transition. Some people can do it overnight. So it really depends. And you got to listen to your body and what it's telling you. But yeah, do you think, I, do you think it's, is it well known? Is it becoming more well known in Quebec or Canada in general? What do you think? not well known at all. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, I never, like, I don't know anyone uh, in real life that, um, that I've met in person that takes Kratom. Like the people I know yeah. take Kratom are friends I made over the internet uh, on Kratom forums. Uh, like, I don't think there's a million people that use it. Uh, that would be very surprising to me. <laughs> but uh, no, there's no uh, Kratom association, but uh, we should do one. Like if there's some Canadian fellows that uh, want to contact me or you about that, and uh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Thank you very much, Maxime Ruel. The music is Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. 
The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Follow us on Twitter at Kratom Science. Like and subscribe on whichever platform you listen to. Give us a good review and take care.